Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to another podcast. Um, today I'm super excited because my guest is Ryan McRae, who is a CEO of Marvel Marketing here in Calgary. And today I just want to talk about websites. Um, he's a specialist when it comes to designing websites, maintaining them, CEOs and all this fun stuff. And I just want to kind of pick up your brain on this stuff because I've been getting a lot of requests and questions from my fellow photographers about the website itself and and i'm going to be honest with you like i have a website since i started my business um, but there was also a little bit of process to it i i hired someone first i had some issues with that because back in the days there is like different types of website and i remember i had a flash website someone kind of designed right. this for me yeah. That worked for a while, but then when this whole, um, you know, phone kind of industry took over, you know, that website, but that website wasn't kind of visible, so I had to change it. And now I'm at the point where I actually bought a template, and there's a company which is kind of like helping me a little bit. But I know there's so much into it, and then I'm completely... I would say maybe not oblivious, but the CEO thing just kind of scares me. I just want to have... A place where I can post my images, get my clients, and hopefully sign them up or buy the business or buy the session. But right. all this additional stuff is, is something. And we had a recently quite interesting conversation about how we can upgrade my website, how we can make this work a little bit better. And I'm just super excited to work with you. And I just want to kind of talk about it today. So let me start and asking you questions like we're living in the crazy times with all this COVID and pandemic and it seems like website is one of those things which every business has to have. It's, it's something that you cannot really skip. There is no actually even way of existing on the market without having a website. So let me kind of ask you like the like if you could just kind of tell me a little bit more from your perspective, the importance of having a website these days and, 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 you know, like what is, why we need even one, like what's the, what's the purpose behind it? Right. Well, first off, thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to dive right into it. It's, uh, like you said, it's become so important for, you know, not only the bigger businesses, but local businesses, um, because people used to actually walk out of their house to the front door of your business. Uh, whereas now people are, you know, ordering a lot of stuff online, even if you are local and if they're not ordering online, they're looking at your products online before they come to the store. So, you know, you're missing out, um, b before even someone walks out the door to, to, to come to your business, you might be losing out to your competitors because they've already seen your competitors online. Um, you know, and that's where it becomes very important to, to have the website. Uh, the other thing is that everything else, uh, like services, um, you know, like whether you have a tanning salon or a landscaping business or whatever, a lot of people are booking appointments online as well. They're not calling you. Um, so, you know, like phone books are dead. They've been dead for years now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of consumers like to read reviews online as well. And if, if your website or if you don't have a listing on what's called Google Google Maps, mm -hmm. um, you know, again, you're just going to lose out because people are seeing your competitors on there. So that's kind of, you know, an overview of why it's important to have a website nowadays. And like you said, you know, in your industry as well, in photography, 
same thing goes, same rule applies. Uh, you know, when we're, when someone's looking for a photographer, uh, in, reviews are very important. People are going to want to see how other people have, um, you know, how their experiences have gone with you. So mm-hmm. if you, again, if you're not on there and all your competitors are on there, you're not even going to have a standing chance. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to add one little thing here because, you know, it seems like the, those websites become so complex and you can do so many different things. Like even several years ago, I couldn't even like I didn't have that part of my website. that, As you said, like I could not even sell my sessions, but now right. it's possible. And then you have your website linked to your bank where, you know, all the transactions yeah. can go through. So it's kind of fascinating that we can do all those stuff like in one place and then we don't have to kind of, you know, kind of, it's kind of become the main hub, right? You know, it's, it's where you direct everyone to now. And, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of applications that you can apply with. It's called Mm e-commerce. Um, you know, where you, where you make the sale on your website and, uh, you know, it's great that you can do that because that seals the deal right there. Yes, absolutely. So let's me jump to the next question and uh, let's talk about, the important elements of each website. And and I actually just like, before we even jump into this conversation, I, I try to kind of put my thoughts into this a little bit. And what I would like to kind of talk about is, um, you know, like, I know some of those websites are overloaded and then, you know, they have a lot of information, but sometimes not those informations. What are we looking for? Um, you know, like we can reach out these days from the website to, 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 let's say to the business. And there's like several ways, like, you know, for example, uh, you can send email off the website, you can reach out the, 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 the business through social media. So like, I know there's a lot of, lot of those elements, but which elements in your opinion are, I would say the crucial for the website, what has to be there to make the website functional and make the website work for the business. Right. Uh, well, I, you know, I always put the focus on the homepage. Um, you know, it's been important since day one with websites because mm-hmm. nine out of 10 times people are going to be seeing your homepage, even if they go on another page first, they're still going to, you know, it's still going to lead them to the homepage usually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and on the homepage, you, you want to have relevant information. Um, you know, it, it's all about uh, building trust when somebody comes on your mm-hmm. site. If your site's poorly built, or poorly designed, or doesn't fit your brand, it's just going to feel out of place. People aren't going to feel right about it, and they're going to go off. And you know, as you know, when you do a search in Google, there's a bazillion other choices for people to choose from. So you know, if you don't have a first good impression, you, you know, you're going to lose that uh, um, consumer for good. Pro- uh, good chance of that. Um, you know, and like you're saying, there's so many ways to uh, gather their leads with contact forms or, you know, what a big thing is nowadays, you'll, you'll see them on, on websites or those live chats, those little mm-hmm. buttons usually in the bottom right corner of, of the screen when you go on a website. And that's either hooked up to, you know, a chat team or usually it's actually hooked up to a, uh, a robot that will reply mm-hmm. and will, will direct um, you to the right person or to a contact form to, mm-hmm. to go from there. And those probably have the best... Um, from our research and our experience, the best results are, are having those because then it takes a little bit of workload off you as well, having those chatbots. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, these days people people are not patient. They, they want to be heard right away. 
So by that, there's also text. A lot of people are doing, you know, a text now or right now uh, on their website. Mm -hmm. um, same thing as the, ch the chat bar. It's just instant gratification of hearing from the company. If, and if you don't have that, like I said, they're going to go to the next one. And, uh, you know, whoever gets back to them first, they're going to they're gonna win that consumer. So that's really important. But other aspects of the site is, you know, I, I'm going to jump into a, it's a little bit of jumping into SEO, which might be a question of yours mm -hmm. later on. Homepage should not be directed to any one direct service unless you have, unless you're only doing one service or if you have a one page type website, each service should have its own page um, so that it doesn't conflict between all your services. Mm -hmm. uh, and that doesn't mean you can't have all your services listed on the homepage. It just means that, you know, that should lead, those should lead to a separate page with each page having a service. And the reason why I'm saying that is uh, Google, you have to remember, Google ranks your website, but it actually doesn't rank your entire website as a whole. Mm -hmm. Google ranks each page separately. Okay. So a lot of people have the um, confusion of trying to rank everything as a whole website. And that's where people get very confused and very difficult and very frustrated. Whereas actually you just, it's simple, you have to simplify it and put each thing that you want to rank for as a separate page. Mm -hmm. So that's an important layout of a, of a website. And uh, yes, you're going to have a, a, a lot more pages that way, but it's, you know, that's not a negative. And as long as you have, if you have a clear direction for your consumers, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Other than that, you want to have a fast website. You know, websites that take forever to load, you, you know, even you or I would probably um, get frustrated nowadays. You're, you know, patience is so thin now. You know, if, you, if that website's taking a few seconds to load, um, yeah. bounce rate is what it's called. People will bounce off your website right away and go to the next one. Mm -hmm. Can you, can um, you just, measure that? Like, basically? Yeah, bounce, bounce rates are definitely measurable. And that's one of the main things that we measure uh, because speed, website speed is very important when it comes to SEO. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of Google's, uh, that's one of the closest things Google looks at in their algorithm. Mm -hmm. So it's important that the, the bounce rates are kept low um, and that people aren't jumping off your page. And that's even more so important on, on your mobile device, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you, when people, more, more than 85% of people are doing a search on mobile to begin with, but also people don't want to be sitting there on their phone waiting for a website to load. Absolutely. Well, it's kind of interesting how the this whole thing progressed over the the time, right? Because I remember when this even internet started. I, I I don't know. I'm sure you remember those times where we have this dial-up systems where you have to hook yeah, up the yeah. internet and the website. MSN Messenger. Yeah, and you have to load up the the site, and it was taking forever, and you were just like patiently yeah. waiting for you know the site to to upload it. And and then nowadays, like as you said, like if someone doesn't get this like site uploaded right away, like we're just losing their mind, and it's like you know what's going on here, right. you know, getting maybe not angry, but as you said, like the attention span is so low right now, right. and then people yeah. just like they want to get there right away, and if they see something which is I would say cluttered or you know you not they not getting the right information they like, you know, off to somewhere else, right? So it's kind of fascinating how this whole thing changed over the time. And, and we're getting even more and more impatience, you know, with the time. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, like, like we mentioned earlier that uh, we do track bounce rates, and it's crazy between the two second and the three second, that one second uh, load time, there's a huge difference. Oh, wow. Okay. So it really makes 
those, those seconds make a difference. Okay. So let's kind of uh, dive a little bit deeper. So let's talk a little bit about, um, this is something which I also notice in my industry, the clutterness of the website. Um, and yeah. I know a lot of photographers, they, what they're trying to do, they try to share all their work. They try right. to share all the informations. They want to explain everything in details. So how you can actually just filter this whole thing. So like, you know, you're showing just the essence and then, you know, like what I really like about, let's say even your website, you have a one page, right? So you don't have to jump, like you have to just scroll down and you get all the necessary um, informations. So, so right. how we can actually like, do you guys, like whenever you analyzing the websites, cause I know you also, you, you, you guys do that. Um, yep. What's the kind of factors you guys looking at, like shortening? Because I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but I just want to talk about visuals and text. Uh, but that's actually before we jump into this, I just want to talk about like how we can compress and how we can kind of like just put just the essence on on the website. How we can kind of like work with that. Right. Yes. Like you're saying, a lot of websites are cluttered, especially in the the photography uh, industry there. Um, and, and it is because people like to, to show off their work and, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so the way to do it is what I would do is if I had a photography website, I would keep the homepage nice and clean and, you know, in the back, your website, you should really, for a photography business, you, you're going to obviously have a gallery mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I would split that gallery into sections. The, the thing that I see a lot on photography websites is that the galleries aren't, um, uh, organized mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a clutter of different uh, photos on there and I would just suggest uh, breaking that up and making it uh, um, a gallery that's nice and organized mm -hmm. because you know when somebody's looking for a photo they are going to be looking for something in specific right mm -hmm. so why not help them off the bat and, and do that for them instead of them having to search through through everything um, and again, the nice thing too, like going back to me saying separate pages, you know, whether you're doing head headshot photography mm -hmm. or, uh, or or another different type of photography, maybe make those into separate pages, right? Because then that will really help with SEO as well. That's what we look at when we do a, um, a site audit mm -hmm. is, you know, different structures of the site just like that, uh, where they might have everything on one page right now and we split it onto different pages. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that goes back to SEO saying that as you know, Google ranks per page, not, not, not as a website as a whole. Mm -hmm. So cleaning it up like that will really help you. Absolutely. So let's move on to, this is what I was actually saying a few seconds ago, visual versus text. Cause I know again, yeah. photographers, they like to show images as far as yeah. the tech. And I'm kind of also one of those people who like, I don't want to say I don't care, but uh, this is the something where I don't pay a lot of attention. I want my clients to see images and get them hooked on the images. Right. And then I don't right. ever hear like, you you know, even with the discussion that we should kind of put some description on the image, give them a little bit more information so the Google can rank it or actually have a little bit of understanding what it's going on there. So let's, let's explore this a little bit. Um, is there any kind of balance between, let's say, how much visuals we should have versus text or like how this whole thing works based on your perspective and based on your experience? Yeah, like balance, 
you know, I like to, on a page, I like to have a minimum of three images. And this is, you know, this isn't talking photography. This mm-hmm. is really any business that I, that we do websites for, um, you, you know, because visuals are important. People mm-hmm. are going to, you know, like, like it goes back, a, a picture speaks a thousand words, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, we, you know, what we found on website pages is that if you have a ton of text, people are only going to read really about the first 10% of the text mm-hmm. and then they get bored of it. Yeah. Um, and the rest, you know, it just kind of goes out the window. So if you can really break up your, your pages with, with good images and relative images, you're going to do really good. And Google also likes that as well. Um, you know, not again, with the Google algorithm, Google likes short, simple paragraphs, um, that are, that are broken up and easy to read on a website, especially when you're going on a mobile, mobile device, you know, a thousand words seems like it'll go on forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And if that can be broken up with some good images, then uh, that's good. So, like I said, I like a minimum of three images per page, and that's like a thousand words of text. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with a photography business, um, I, I would still do the same thing. Like, I would have, I wouldn't have too much there. I would, I would, you know, keep it simple, keep it uh, easy to navigate and read, mm-hmm. and move um, the category of your images to separate pages. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next question what I have is regarding protecting your website from hacking. And then back in the days, I found was a huge issue, and my website was hacked on many, many occasions. Now it seems like this whole thing is a little bit, uh, I don't know, better designed and and protected. Uh, But how we can kind of like prevent from getting someone into our website. And I know... What's frightening? What's frightening me the most is the bank stuff, right? Especially we yeah. have our website connected to our bank accounts, PayPal accounts, and then all this stuff, credit cards. So yeah. it's it's we're getting kind of like really, I would say, sensitive. And then you know, like nobody knows who's gonna get there and what kind of informations they're gonna pull out of this, and then what kind of harm they're gonna make us right and i and i and the the reason i want to talk about it is because everything is great till something happens right and then i know some of those companies they also have certain policies and then protection so they have this like you know you have like before you log in they they ask you like multiple questions and then there's a lot of lot of things which goes to even logging in but is there any kind of tips and and something which you could recommend that we can protect our websites from getting hacked or you know getting some kind of informations you know to people who you know they 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 would just definitely could destroy our business or you know pull some money which they shouldn't take it um so let's let's kind of talk a little bit about that sure yeah there's definitely there's definitely things you can do and there's you know there's little things like the recaptcha Mm -hmm. the and the recaptcha is like you know they're clicking the check mark or you know the three images that have fire hydrants blah 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 yeah yeah those are those are always good to have on uh, it's called a recaptcha it's always good to have on your site mm-hmm. um but i would start at the very beginning the foundation of your site is get a trustworthy uh hosting company mm-hmm. um you know th- that, that'll make the world a difference because a lot of attacks are php they're called php attacks and that starts with good uh hosting security and you know, as long as you're, you know, do your research and find a hosting company that has good security, you're most likely going to be okay. Um, if you're getting into like e-commerce, selling stuff online, like you said, the putting credit card information, all that, 
you want to use a trustworthy uh, processing system. You know, I, I personally like Stripe. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a good security system. PayPal's always there. Um, you know, but then when you get into the unknown um, suppliers of, of transactions online there, mm-hmm. you just never know what you're getting into and all that. Um, so I just like to keep it with, I, I like to keep it transactions with Stripe or, um, PayPal there for those, mm-hmm. um, got to make sure that your website has an SL cell uh, certificate, okay. which is a safety feature, uh, which again comes with most hosting. If your hosting doesn't come with an SSL certificate, I would stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, all the good ones have SSL certificates that do come with their hosting. Um, yeah, and then you know, with with Word, WordPress sites, there's there's a few things that you can do. There's a few plugins mm-hmm. um, that you can always add. The, the one favorite that we always add to all of our sites is WordFence Security, mm-hmm. and you know that kind of blocks um, hackers or or people trying to lo- or log in a bunch of times, mm-hmm. um, and, and it'll notify you when when somebody's trying to get in there and all that. So you, you know right away, and then you can take action right away as well. Uh, instead of going to your site one day and finding that it's hacked. Mm-hmm. So there's little things like that. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. I see a lot of people that just go with uh, with the very cheapest hosting, and a lot of people think that's okay. And as it, in performance for a lot of people's websites, it is okay because they have very small websites. Mm-hmm. However, they forget to look at the security aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, you know, spending a few extra dollars every month on hosting is going gonna, is gonna to come in okay. and uh, do you better. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is something which, you know, I think becoming, you know, I don't want to say a bigger problem because I, 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 my, back in the days, my website was hacked like multiple times, right? And it was destroyed. Um, you know, then the company, as you said, like was cheap ones and they didn't, they didn't have a backup event. So I have to just start from scratch. So like yeah. it, it was a kind of pain in the, pain in the butt to just kind of deal with this, especially, you know, like, as, you, as, as we talk about it, the, the website is your driving force for your business. And if you don't have it and it's hacked or, you know, like some someone kind of gets in and just destroys it, that's just this big problem. But I think the the money kind of like a thing, which, you know, because we're doing a lot of transactions and then we're getting clients, that's becoming even more scary because they can, you know, get into your bank account and, you know, pull all your money and then you just like... You just hooked right for good, so that's something which you know, like yeah. Thank like you for another step I would take to like if if you're doing a, a, a like a, a ecom uh, website, uh, I would definitely go through like Shopify, right? Okay. Because Shopify Shopify has extra measures there for security and all that, and mm-hmm. you know they specialize in that. So you're going to get better security than if you just go WordPress and uh, you know do a usually use what's called WooCommerce. Mm-hmm. on uh, on wordpress to to do ecom but uh you know shopify's got better security so perfect okay so let's switch switch the gear a little bit and i want to talk a little bit about building the website and i back in the days when i actually started my business uh, building the website was extremely expensive and i remember yeah. like the, the numbers were just insane i couldn't afford it so i've decided to build myself uh I'm not going to say it would be probably better to just buy it because if I would just count how many hours I put into it, it was just like insane. Um, And and what I want to talk about it is because nowadays it seems like building the website is 
it's much more easier because there's a templates there are you know some kind of courses you can take you can just kind of i don't know um hire someone who you know for fairly good price can build you the website but what i've what i've learned over the last i would say couple of years is that a lot of photographers you know they 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 they, they buying those websites where you know they the company shows you oh you know it's so easy you're just gonna drag the photo and it's gonna be working so um but they they don't tell you the whole story because i know there's ceo on the back end you need to have a little bit of better understanding um how this whole thing works how to make this work so i just want to talk a little bit it's not um, and what i want to say is i'm not trying to say like you know people shouldn't buy the website and doing themselves because this is also kind of learning process but yeah. i just want to talk about the, the the process itself what kind of like knowledge you have to have and how you know from your perspective because you know you're an expert in this this field what people don't see and what those companies they don't tell you whenever they say like you know what get this template and then you're good to go but this is not true right you still need to have some kind of additional work done to make this work so could we just kind of talk a little bit about that yeah of course yeah it's uh you know it's like when personal trainers say you know just come work out and you're gonna get in the best shape of your life they never mention well, it, it takes a, an amazing diet to, to do it as well, right? So that's kind of like the diet part is, you know, coming in and all those things that they don't mention. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of it. Like, you know, it's crazy how many people we have that come to us that are like a quarter of the way into the website. Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, they're throwing the, the white flag in and saying, yeah. you know, we're done with this. We can't do it. We can't figure this out. And usually the support on those websites are uh, lackluster. They, you know, it, it exists, but uh, you know, they, they don't really want to help you unless you're you're willing to pay them. Yes. And uh, you know, and that's kind of the business model, right? They expect you, you know, they make it sound easy. You go on there, you start, and you know, they they offer you their their help and you know their paid help, mm-hmm. and uh, then then you buy that, and that's you know, like I said, that's just their business model. But um, usually, you're better off if you know. If you're a business owner starting up your website, you don't want to be spending all your time on your website. You want to be getting getting clients, and and that's that's usually our our audience that comes to us with mm-hmm. this scenario of trying to do a website is that they're new businesses, they're trying to save a bit of money, which I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the long run, you could be spending more money or more time, and which is going to hurt you, than it would be just to hire a, a web design company. Um. You know, so the one, the most popular ones out there right now are probably GoDaddy, Website Builder, and Wix Builder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do make it very easy, um, but it's, they're really not that great options because the website itself could be built pretty easily. But then when you go to rank your website, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a great time. They're really hard to rank on those websites mm-hmm. or, or, sorry, on those platforms. And they, just because of how much they restrict. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's just uh you know usually when companies come to us wanting seo and they're saying well we've tried for this long usually a year plus and they're like we haven't moved we usually move them over to a wordpress site anyways and uh within a couple months we got them ranked in way further than what they did on either wix or Word, or uh, mm-hmm. wix or godaddy um you know there's a couple of new ones that are interesting that are coming out like webflow 
um, which is actually, I think it's built off the WordPress platform, mm -hmm. but they've made it kind of like the Wix builder. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that is an interesting one, and I have personally been looking at it a little bit, but uh, um, that one I think you're spending like close to 50 bucks a month. So, mm -hmm. you know, after a few years, you're, you know, you spent just as much as a, a WordPress website, mm -hmm. yet you're still having to pay for it every month. The other thing I don't like is that you don't technically own your website. Mm -hmm. um, when you build it on Wix or, or Wix or GoDaddy or even Webflow, I'm sure, um, they technically own your website. Mm -hmm. And because uh, the only thing you own really is your domain. Um, but because it's on their website builder, if they wanted to, if you don't pay, yeah, you're out. Your website's gone, right? Yeah. Um, you know, whereas WordPress, you know, you own the website 100%. Um, and that's the important thing. A lot of web developers will try to own your website. I don't think so anymore these days, but they used to do that in the contract. They would they would say, you know, they would keep ownership and they would word it as they would keep it to maintain it. Mm -hmm. um, but really, if, you know, that's they would just have that to, uh, to uh, um, control you. Yeah. And uh, so you got, that's just one thing I would say to make sure that you watch out for is to make sure that in the contract of any website, um, design company you go to to make sure that you have full ownership yeah and i think technically you can even transfer the website to like a different company like if you own because this is something which i never thought about it because you know like you can design your website in certain company they give you the template but i don't think that's transferable if you want to go somewhere else like you got it pretty much from scratch right like if you like if, if you go with wix or godaddy yeah no it's not yeah you're locked with them okay. yeah you're stuck with them and if you want to do a new website elsewhere or whatever, it's you're you're starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with WordPress, if you're looking to like change ownership or whatever, it's pretty easy. You just go back in in the back end of WordPress. There, you can add new users mm -hmm. and uh, in different levels too, from admin or just editor. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you kind of transfer a site like that. So yeah. it's just a lot more open source wordpress you know like the other ones you're very locked into them it's almost like going into apple right like mm -hmm. if you get an apple iphone it's not like you you can't go anywhere else to get anything for that phone you have to go to the apple store yeah well everyone's right. tried to kind of have a monopoly right that's yeah 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 it's all business I, I you know i completely get it i understand it but it's just you know um it's what you know, whether, you, whether you buy into it or not right yeah Absolutely. Well, it's it's good to kind of have this knowledge too, right? Because most people they don't really know, um, and and you know they can also dictate the prices later on, right? They they and this right. is also what is sometimes frustrating for I think a lot of people that it seems like it's cheap, right? Like they give you this yeah. well, you know, ten percent off, you know, the first six months for free, and then you know you get get slammed with with all these additional fees, and then this whole price adds up to some crazy numbers. Um, right. And it's that's something that uh, you know, like you have to, I would say, investigate before and do some little bit of research to having this understanding how those companies operate, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really easy to get sucked in, and then it's like, as you said, if you, if I want to go back to some, or I want to go somewhere else, I got to start this process, you know, from scratch. Um, and then you know, a lot of photographers they updating sites you know as they go so that you know they get new photo shoot they put it up and then uh, yeah it's 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 kind of yeah interesting that yeah you gotta you gotta stick and i think this all subscription thing also is kind of crazy these days too and i know it works yeah. best because 
again looks kind of cheap because you're paying monthly but then yeah. when you actually start adding this stuff stuff up you know over the course of let's say two three years it, it kind of goes to some insane numbers right yeah. um and i'm yeah i'm part of part of the problem maybe not the problem but you know like sometimes well, you try you, yeah the number one reason like our people that come to us they're usually scared to move over to wordpress for one one reason and the one reason is that they they're afraid that they're not going to be able to update their website. Mm -hmm. They think that there's like they're going to go back there in the in the web in the back end of WordPress, and they're not going to know what to do at all. And this isn't the case. Like if you, we can easily make it accessible mm -hmm. and just as straightforward as it is in uh, Wix or GoDaddy or whatever to add new photos or add new info or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just we need to know, you know, as long as you tell us that that's you're going to be updating stuff mm -hmm. uh, on a consistent basis, then we can build it. And, and like with every website design that we do, um, at the end of it, we always do a full walkthrough of the website showing our clients, you know, mm -hmm. how to use everything and, and whatnot. And, you know, like, for example, we also do a, a, a three-month um, support, free support with every website we do as well. Mm -hmm. and that, that's just to give three months of, you know, teaching Client yeah. how to how to you utilize it yeah. use it yeah I'm not gonna lie you know what I was also that was one of my biggest fear because I had someone who ran my kind of website and especially as you said like if you don't have understanding of it and then you know your life depends on it and you have let's say some company which you know takes time to get into this that's what I think is frightening right um, yeah. and again it comes down to what type of business you're doing. But right. I think having that control that, you know, I can go to my website, I can remove stuff, I can add stuff up, or I can, you know, do some changes or update it and stuff like that. It's something which, especially I think in photography world, extremely yeah. um, important. So, yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's, it's good that it's possible these days, right? Like you can build the oh, website yeah. and you can yeah. allow the clients to um basically you know have a control over what is happening there and if they need to do some changes cool okay so let's talk a little bit about just the site itself and and this is something what um you know like you from the kind of designing perspective and this is also what i've been kind of like i don't know maybe not struggling but was always kind of didn't know how to kind of deal with this um so picking the colors for the for the website um, how to work with, you know, logos and all this stuff. I just want to talk a little bit about from the, the designing part because I know this is also like we want to make this website looks clean and, and, and nice yeah. and then, you know, like we don't want to, like, I don't know, having stuff which are way overwhelming and, and stuff like that. And I know, especially in photography world, you know, like all it's all about logos and all this stuff. Yeah. How yeah. important that is, you know, like I'm trying to kind of kind of minimize this whole thing because I, I think the, the photos should be something which is important, not the logos, right? And I see all these yeah. watermarks on the photos, which is like if someone wants to steal something, they will anyways, right? But yeah. um, if you could just give me a little bit like uh, information about designing the website and you know like what we should kind of look for and how we should kind of take this whole like how we should kind of look at this whole thing from the designing perspective right so you know and it's funny you mention this because nine out of ten clients that come to us they don't have what's called a branding guide mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if you know what a branding guide is but it's it's initially yeah. just that it's a guide yeah. to your branding so it'll have your colors 
your typography, which is your fonts that you want to use mm -hmm. for uh, different things with your company, you know, what kind of images you're going to be using. And this is all just so that your brand stays consistent. And, you know, at Marvel Marketing there, we do, we do uh, um, these brand guides for companies quite often. Um, just because we're usually working with newer businesses and, you know, we, we mentioned to them, like, even in the future beyond us, these branding guides are going to help you a lot because then you're not just repeating to every person that you're working with or every outlet that you're dealing with. Um, you know, you can just send this branding guide to them and then they know exactly what to do mm -hmm. uh, without you having to explain it every time. And, you know, for, for the, the cost that it is to get that done, um, you know, then we figure out the website, then you have that branding guide for life to, to be able to, to go on. Mm -hmm. um, but for a website, you know, uh, I recommend some websites go crazy. Again, it just really matters to your brand. Um, as you can see behind me, I like black and white mm -hmm. <laughs> um, with a lot of things. My website, like our website, Marvel Marketing, is black, white, and red. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I, I, like, I like to tell people to keep their website to three colors, mm -hmm. a main, a secondary, and then one, you know, kind of pop-out color or whatever for all your buttons, your contact um, points and all that. Because then it stays consistent. And, you know, for example, our contact points are all red. Mm -hmm. So throughout your site, if somebody goes to a different, if they go on your homepage and they're like, okay, there's a contact form and the button is red or the button for another page is red and they go to your next page and your buttons are a different color, they kind of get lost, right? But if they're kept the same color, they're like, okay, that's where I contact them. And, you mm -hmm. know, so it just kind of, it's, it's just guides them uh, through the website. Um, but then there's some brands that will go off, like, you know, you can have, you know, a bunch of different colors for different elements and all that. Um, but nine out of 10 times, it's usually kept to three different colors for the website. Okay. And it just keeps your website looking, you know, clean. Clean, you know, simple. Yeah. That's kind of the thing going on nowadays. You just want things easy, clean. And, um, you can see it with all these bigger brands that have kind of, you know, done that to their sites where they were all different colors and everything. And now it's just, you know, way more simple and mm -hmm. and less less colors. Absolutely. Okay, so the next question I have regarding the integration with social media. Like, um, so, so this is actually... I just left this at the very, very end because I just want to actually uh, connect this with the CEO. And I left the CEO thing at the very end because I think that's going to be quite a little bit of conversation there because I'm completely um, like, I don't have a lot of knowledge about it. I know just the basics. Um, but so I have a question for you regarding, like, as I said, like the integration with the social media. So um, I've been hearing those kind of informations that, um, the social media also is a huge part of kind of bumping up your, 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 your website, right? Yep. Um, yep. so we need to somehow have this connection between your website and then the social media. So if you could kind of like, um, if we could just kind of explore it a little bit more and if we sure. could, um, talk about it, the importance of social media for the website. So how we should kind of focus on it, how we can kind of connect this whole thing together and how we can make this whole thing work. Right. Well, like in your industry, photography, Instagram is obviously amazing um, because it's pretty much a gallery there to show off all your, your work and uh, the way they, they have it, like the search algorithm on Instagram using hashtags and whatnot, is, it, it just works amazing uh, for your industry and for a lot of others. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and the nice thing is like when I say a gallery on your website, you could also like with WordPress, for example, you know, we can work it in there that your, your Instagram actually is your gallery mm -hmm. on your, on your website so that really you're actually uploading to Instagram and then it automatically uploads okay. to your website as well. Uh, so there's cool things like that, that you can, that you can do as well. Um, you know, whereas if you have a separate, uh, gallery on your page, you're having to upload it to Instagram and upload it to your website. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the, the benefit of doing it through Instagram is that Google, uh, you know, it's called social signals. Um, if you can embed, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter onto your, on your website, it just adds authority to your website, especially if one of your videos or sorry, one of your photos, um, you know, gets a bunch of likes or gets a bunch of shares or gets a bunch of attention. Um, and especially if you're consistently getting that. Um, you know, that's everyone is pretty much, like I said, they're called social signals mm -hmm. and, uh, Google does look at those as a uh, ranking factor. So pretty much if you're popular on, on social media, it's going to really help your, mm -hmm. your website. Um, but even, even if you don't have a gallery connected or whatever, it's good to have your social media at least linked on your website. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's just another thing that people like to look at, um, you know, to see what you're all about. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just the norm. Like people are on social media every day. Yep. So that's where they're comfortable and that's where they trust. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have active uh, social media platforms, people aren't going to trust you. Um, Is that actually, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say vice versa, like have your website linked on your social media profiles, like your Instagram, because they have spots there. Mm -hmm. And what that does is that actually gives your websites backlinks, mm -hmm. uh, which is another ranking factor for, for SEO. So it's mm -hmm. just, there's no negative to, to connecting your uh, social media to your website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also kind of like over the last few years, like this is something what it's, it's interesting that it doesn't matter which kind of we, what kind of services we're looking at. Like, it seems like always people nowadays, and I do this myself, go to their social media to see, you know, who they are, how they operate. It seems like the, the social media gives you that credibility as a business, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and if like, yeah, if, if there's a website and there's no connection to social media, like there's a automatic like red flag coming up because, yeah. you know, there's yeah. something not right here. Yeah, it's crazy. You could be the best company, and it's, it's unfortunate because it's usually that's how it usually happens, right? You find these local little companies; they do the best work, mm -hmm. but just because they're not on social media, people throw them throw them to the curb right away because yeah. they're just like, no, we don't trust them. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so my last question is, and I left this to the very end, and I want to talk about the CEO. So let me start with if you could explain what the CEO is, just so you know, people right. kind of have a little bit of better understanding. And my following question is how important that is. Um, so right. let's have a discussion because I, I just want to also want to learn a little bit about it because, as I said, I know the basics and I'm always kind of getting confused about it because we've been hearing this whole CEO from every possible like angle. And then we everyone saying like we need that. But like most people have no idea what that is, how important that right. is. And then, and you know, like what kind of benefits we can get out of this whenever we manage this properly. Right. Well, SEO, SEO stands for search engine optimization. Um, you know, it's existed since, since the, uh, the start of uh, Google or any other platform is actually Yahoo. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's the, 
you know, the process of ranking your website so that people can actually find you on, on Google when they search for your service or your product or, or term. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, you can buy the most expensive car in the world, but if it's kept in the garage hidden from, from everyone and not being driven, then what's the point, right? It's almost like, and that's where, you know, the website is the car. And if you have this nice website to show off to everyone and, and uh, to be able to be a, uh, um, a benefit to you for collecting new, new leads and new clients and all that, why keep it in the garage? Like SEO is what gets it out. SEO is the driver, right? SEO is the engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so SEO, there's, it, it, you know, I could talk about, I could talk about SEO for days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's what I personally specialize in. And, uh, you know, there's, it, to, to narrow it down and make it basic, there's what's called on-page, off-page, and technical SEO. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, on-page is kind of like, you know, content content these days has to be very high quality it can't be poorly written has to have good grammar um has to have really good user intent uh which is a whole nother thing and but it's one of the most important things nowadays is user intent and uh you know structure of your content uh like we talked about earlier like short paragraphs um and then uh, title tags so like you know the main title on your page secondary titles third titles and then your paragraph so it's just again structure that you mm-hmm. that you lay it out and uh, then, then you go to off page which is kind of like li- the link building like i said like linking to social media and local directories and uh, you know when you write really good content like a blog post or something and when another source links to your blog post to ref- reference it that's a really good uh, mm-hmm. uh, backlink that you're getting and it just builds authority to your site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other things with off page. Again, can go in detail with that. And then technical SEO is like the the, the page speed of your uh, website. Um, make sure that the uh, um, security is good on your website as well. Um, but the main one with technical is is speed. And uh, you know, talking about all this, there, there's an update coming, an SEO algorithm update coming from Google here in the next month. And, uh, you know, the two most important things is your website speed and your, your content being relevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're actually in the works. I'm in the works. I'm personally writing this blog post, and I'm probably going to be posting it here in the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be just, you know, what, what people should be watching out for and what you should do to prepare for this algorithm change. Because mm-hmm. this is going to be one of their biggest ones yet. Okay. And it can cause people to go from the first page of Google to not being found with these major ones, right? If you're not prepared or don't have your website set up properly. Um, but then, you know, that's kind of do with your website. Now that nowadays there's a second SEO coming in, that's called the Google Maps. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure everyone else has seen it, uh, especially on a mobile phone. The first thing you see are the map listings now, mm-hmm. no matter what you, well, for, for nine out of 10 searches, it's a, it's a map listing that you see. And uh, that's a second algorithm. They don't have the same algorithm as the local or the organic listings. Mm-hmm. Um, and for service-based businesses like like landscapers or, or even photographers, um, it's very important to be ranking in what's called the map pack three mm-hmm. um, of those maps because the first three is what shows, the rest you have to scroll down. And usually somebody that does a search on a mobile phone will pick something from those first three 
because everything is on that Google My Business listing, including your website, reviews, mm -hmm. uh, your social media is linked there, the location of your business. So they'll see the proximity of how close they are to you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost like a website in its own right there. Okay. So are so we getting are into like this 5G very, very kind of like a different world where, you know, everything's going to be mapped out and then like we need to kind of have a proper kind of existence on, on Google? That's the directions you think this is whole thing going? 100%. Google Maps are like over the last few months have gotten super important. Mm -hmm. um, it's getting more popular. And the thing is that it's still new enough that businesses can rank fairly easy. Mm -hmm. You know, give it a year's time. This this time next year, it is going to be super hard to rank on those Google Maps. Mm -hmm. So if you can get in there and get up, get on it early, like now, then then you're laughing, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we've kind of gone to all of our clients. We've said that and we're, that's pretty much what we've we've brought our, our focus from the SEO, any of the SEO campaigns that we're doing that we've been doing organic mm -hmm. SEO for. Um, we shift our focus to, to those map listings. Mm -hmm. So I have a question regarding this because, um, and then uh, this is the question which I, like I, I didn't know if I should ask about it, but like actually we're on the right moment and then the right topic. So um, I'm personally actually signed up for this whole mapping thing about a couple of years ago. So like my business is already registered. I got all this information from, from Google they can, you know, people can find me really, really easy. The maps kind of pops up whenever they're looking for my name. Um, but with that, um, I just want to talk a little bit about reviews. Yep. And I don't want to kind of go back into some stories which kind of happened. But um, the, 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 the tricky part of the reviews that, you know, like there's people who, you know, they honestly do the proper reviews for you. Um, and yep. that's kind of also kind of ranks you up a little bit. But there's some people who, you know, they just jerks and then they want to kind of like put some bad words on you, whatever. Yes. And it seems yes. like it's kind of hard with Google to manage this because yeah. it seems like the, the, the Google doesn't respond for, you know, like, you know, if you have some, I would say, fake person who is, you know, I don't know, maybe from different, different, you know, it's like a the same industry, but you know, they yeah, want to kind of yeah. create harm and there is no way we can kind of fight this back because the Google I found like doesn't respond to those stuff. If there's some sentence saying, okay, you're the best, bad business, whatever. And if this is the, they qualify this whole thing as opinion, there's not much what you can do about it. So um, from your perspective, how we can kind of deal with this, because I, I know it's kind of also weird when someone has only good reviews um, I, I know it's good to kind of have just uh, some kind of balance that, you know, there are some happy clients and some less right. happy clients. Right. Uh, but it seems like if someone kind of goes on you, there's no way to stop this, right? And it's like kind of a snowball effect that, you know, you cannot really fight this back. So is there any tips or advice how we can kind of handle some of, some of those situations? Right. Yeah. It, reputation management is, is tricky mm -hmm. uh, with that. Cause like you said, like competitors or, you know, if you, if you piss off the wrong person, yeah. uh, you know, they instantly go and they, they do that. They write a review, a bad review and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're saying that it probably looks weird that uh, companies have all good reviews. And it's funny you say that. Cause I think Marvel, I think we have 30 reviews right now and they're all five stars. Okay. So <laughs> 
it uh, you know, but I I keep a really close eye on our, our reviews, and uh, you know, if we were to ever get a a bad review, you know, I'd be responding to it right away, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, addressing the issue, what's been wrong, and trying to fix it, right? Because the e- easiest thing to do is to try to fix it for them, mm-hmm. because then they can go in there and they can hopefully change it to a five star review, yeah. um, when whatever their issue is 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 addressed, right? Um, but like you said, some people are just you know. Uh, jerks and uh, they decide to you know you piss them off the wrong way or whatever and they mm-hmm. decide to go on and write a review and it could be someone that hasn't even been your client mm-hmm. um, the best thing to do is still report it to Google mm-hmm. yourself but what we have found is that you have to get as many um, Google users that are that are local uh, verified mm-hmm. to go and report that and I found the special number of reports to be around seven to ten. Mm-hmm. So, and they're actually called sorry, they're local guides is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so people who have you know have posted enough reviews and and all that to become one. Because mm-hmm. um, you're getting people who have no reputation with Google to to go report it. Google's not going to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But I found that if we can get at least seven to ten local guides to go report it. Mm-hmm. They'll go. They'll remove that uh, negative review. Oh, okay, so I didn't know that part. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a process, and you know you got to ask for some favors from from people, mm-hmm. and you got to know the people that are local guides. Um, so it, it is a it is a process to do, and um, but then there's been other times where we've just reported it. You know, there's obvious reviews that are just you know an attack, mm-hmm. and Google is usually pretty good with those. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if it's one that's kind of like, it seems like a legit bad review that was written, but it was actually from someone who wasn't even a client or whatever, then mm-hmm. then you got to kind of take the route of getting those Google guides to okay to go report it. That's kind of the one trick that we found that is that has worked consistently. Okay. Nice. Um, well, it's good to know because I I didn't know I was yeah um, yeah I had some issues with that at some point and. Yeah, I've, you know, we've dealt with many businesses that yeah. have had that, right? It's just the, it's crazy. It's just the thing that people go to right away, right? To yeah. One little bad thing. They don't even, you know, care to like, you know, come and let you resolve it. They mm-hmm. just instantly go write a bad review and, you know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of their way of being heard, right? Absolutely. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree 100%, right? But, I, you know, as you said, it's it's better to somehow handle this you know different way and if you have like you know response to the certain um reviews but you know like yeah I... and the faster you sp- respond the better okay um that's what we found too like e- even if it's just to kind of like uh like a maintenance respond where it's mm-hmm. you know you're just addressing to them that yes you know you've heard their complaint or mm-hmm. you've heard the the issue that they've had and you know like some i've seen some companies fight uh, bad reviews right on there and that's just not a good idea to mm-hmm. to go on there and fight back to them yeah um the best thing is is just to and and that's to google as well if google sees that you're fighting it then then you're going to have a less of a chance to get that taken down mm-hmm. um but you know a simple review of you know hey sorry this has happened to you um you know let's talk about it and try to resolve this and here's our number or here's our email contact us and let's fix this mm-hmm. something as simple as that and you know 
puts you, and puts you also, in a good light too, right? Like, you know, you're trying to... It puts you also in a good light because you're trying to right. resolve the problem, yeah. right? Instead of fighting back Yeah, or, just, you know, simple reputation management traits and because, you know, as a business owner, you just, you, you don't, you don't want to piss off clients. You don't yeah. want to have uh, people to hate you. If the world was perfect, you'd have everyone love Happy. your business. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But it's, you know, you come down to reality and you're always going to have people that don't like something that you've done or, or have had a bad experience, whatever. It's just our jobs to, uh, to resolve it the best way that we can. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, perfect. Okay. I think, you know what, um, let's kind of wrap this thing here. Um, I definitely, at some point, let's kind of come back to the conversation and let's talk a little bit more. Um, I think, you know, we, cover all this, I would say, important informations and then all this stuff which I was really interested in. And thank you for, you know, diving deep in some of those topics. I, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, and then, so I'll also link um, your informations where people can find you. Um, your awesome. local your thank local you. business um, in Calgary, um, as you said, like very respected business. You know, it seems like you guys have tons of experience. So I'm sure... Um, if people are gonna if gonna need some help or they're gonna need you know some kind of website reviews or some you know help uh, regarding the, 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 the their online presence I think you guys are gonna be the best place to go and ask questions and then get some help um, Appreciate that. yeah so thank you so much um, and then um, yeah we'll definitely will be um, in touch we, we've been working with each other for quite a bit now so yeah let's let's oh. kind of yeah. Thank you for having me. It, uh, it was a good time, and hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. Okay, take care. You too.